Hi, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Please join us as we explore how you can enjoy a happier life and a fulfilling career, things that aren't always that easy in our modern world. We'll be taking a look to how you can explore well-being both inside and outside the workplace, how to prevent burnout, how to achieve true happiness in work and life, and so much more. So stick around. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Today, we're going to talk about accountability. (gasps) Really? Oh, gosh. I know, right? (laughs) So we're accountable. We're here for you. So I feel like we've we've ticked one of the accountability boxes. (laughs) Yes. But as we were kind of prepping for this, Jenny, we were talking like, what, you know, what is accountability? What is accountability? That's a very good question. And it's something that I think is very topical. It's always been very topical, but I think it's even more topical right now because Mm. we're sort of in this sort of coming out of COVID time where people are sort of reestablishing ways of working, flexible hours and all this other stuff. Mm. And I think taking accountability for our decisions and our actions now Mm. are really important so that people know where we're coming from and where we know where we're coming from as well because it's I think it's um, a two-way street it's being accountable to ourselves but also being accountable in what we do and how that affects other people and I think you know for anybody who works in a team or as a leader or a manager Mm accountability is so incredibly important because it's what enables stuff to get done. Would you agree? Oh, I like that. Yeah. I agree with everything you said. And I think that this is the the side of it that I wanted to look at and explore is this interest. So hands up, I am not great at being accountable when I do something for myself. Yeah, I'm not so good at being accountable to myself. So things like um, setting a healthy eating pattern or exercising as much as I should or taking care of myself. I know I should do those things. You know, this is what we do. This is what we teach. (laughs) But I often struggle to be accountable to myself. So what I find works for me is having an accountability partner or an accountability buddy or being open about it. And so I thought it was interesting maybe to discuss like, well, I just wanted to know, are you, do you need an accountability buddy or are you better than I am? (laughs) You know, some people are just like able to hold themselves to account uh, or that's my observation is they're better at doing it than I am. Yes, some people are very good at being super organized, super diligent, and you know that what they say they will absolutely do to the T. Yeah. Um, I can't unfortunately include myself in that (laughs) group. I'd love to say, oh, yes, but no. I found that even with my best of intentions, and I might start off well, that because I'm easily distracted by other bright, shiny things, I very easily go off track. And if I am setting myself a goal, particularly if it's a personal goal, uh, it's it's important that I have somebody else around me. So sharing mm. what my goal is with somebody who's going to say, hey, Jenny, thought you were going to go to the gym this week and you haven't been yet. What's 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 yeah. the story here? Um, yeah. 
uh, and they do it in a nice way, not in a sort of schedule. No drill sergeants. And the other thing is, I have to confess, I'm a bit lazy. <laughs> Jenny, I am too. <laughs> uh, as an adult, I decided it was high time that I learned how to swim properly. And I found <laughs> an adult swim coach, which was fantastic. And she was yeah. brilliant because she made me feel safe and secure and didn't make me feel stupid as I floundered into the swimming pool, thinking, how can I breathe while I'm in, you know, inhaling all this water? Um, and I diligently went week after week after week for my lesson because I had paid for the lesson. Oh, yeah. She was expecting me to show yep. up. Yeah. So I had accountability on two different levels. And what was interesting was I got to a point where I'd been with this coach for a long time. And I thought, you know what? I love the swimming. I, I mm. really look forward to this time in the pool but I don't really need a coach anymore. So I'll stop the lessons. And what happened? I stopped swimming. And I thought, this is ridiculous. Wow. I've created a beautiful habit and I love doing it. And yet I'd lost the accountability piece and I lost the habit as well, which is daft. I mean, you know. That's so well, I'm really happy to hear that, Jenny, and maybe like one or two of our listeners who are as quirky as we are, because. Yeah. I've always been striving to create these habits and I do exactly as you've described. And then I get to the point where I think I've done it for long enough for it to be a habit. And, you know, genuinely, I think I have and I enjoy it and I like it and 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 exactly that when I lose the accountability. Yeah. And I wonder I don't find myself. So paying the money is important, but then having a person is more, becomes more important after the fact. Um, yes. When you said she was waiting there for you, because just paying the money for me um, after the initial bit, then that motivation goes away. <laughs> Paid and not showing up. But yeah, yes, yeah. I think the <laughs> okay. thing of yeah. the look that they give you is a bit like not taking the dog for a walk and they yeah. give you that. Or someone's anyway. waiting for me. You or know, that is waiting for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You forgot the appointment or you turned up late or whatever. Yeah. And I think. Um, it comes down to human behavior and how we interact with each other. And I think a lot of it comes down to trust and respect. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think it's really important that we 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 look at accountability as how we show up and how others perceive how we show up. Yeah. Uh, because I think it makes a massive difference to how they will then want to interact with us. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll want to do business with us. Maybe they will be keen to have us on their team, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I think we've got to have accountability firmly on the agenda in mm-hmm. whatever we're doing to, to ensure that um, we get better at doing the things. Yeah. And it, as you've said that, you know, for me, I think, you know, when you first spoke about accountability in teams and things like that, I think that's entirely true. Uh, I'd like to think um, maybe any of my old teams want to pop us a note and let us know. Uh, I think on a team level or when I'm working with other people, um, I think I'm much better at being accountable, at showing up, at doing what I say I'm going to do. Maybe sometimes at all costs because it's for someone else, not for myself, but that's a, again, another bit, but 
I find it really interesting because I don't think about that in the same terms of accountability. It feels different to me, like the the team or the uh, the community side of that about mm. showing up. Um, but when you are accountable in that workplace, um, what I heard you describe is that's when you consistently show up and do what you say, what you're going to do, and mm. that trust and respect piece you spoke about. That's yeah. really that kind of, that's that thriving team we're talking about, right? That's, you've got the psychological safety, right? That's how you're building it, right? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had a leader who wasn't accountable in your team or worked with someone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's and that look like? Um, what does it look like? Well, it, it, it obviously depends on the individual person. So what, what mm. I noticed might be true for everybody. They spoke the right language. They used the right words to encourage everybody to be working together for a shared goal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it was stress that, you know, the expectation was that we would all do our bit to make mm. sure that we were providing the best healthcare possible for our, our patients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then they were often late or they were, they were seen to be either indifferent or dismissive, or not inclusive, should I say, of um, some of their their you know, fellow um, colleagues who are working yeah. for them, yeah. and so they weren't modelling the behaviours that would encourage morale, commitment, mm-hmm. performance, mm-hmm. because they weren't doing it themselves. And so, if you see your leader or your manager taking shortcuts. And doing the very opposite of what they've suggested you should be doing, the incongruity means mm-hmm. that you're setting up your your team for bad behaviours, basically. And yeah. accountability goes out the window. Well, for my boss, always turns up ten minutes late. Why do I turn up on time? I'll turn up ten minutes late too. And then, of course, it snowballs because it's now fifteen minutes, and then it's twenty minutes, etc., etc., etc. So I think. We have to get back to you know, what do we want from ourselves and from the people we work with or for to, in order to bring our best selves to work and feel good about what we do. Because I think for me, accountability is that feeling good about the stuff we do. Oh, I really like that. And it is, doesn't it? It's, it's, oh. it, and it also leads us to that sense of having accomplished the thing we set out to do, right? So it helps us have that feeling of, uh, you know, uh, growth and achievement. We have quite a lot at the moment in the UK of lack of accountability in our senior government at the moment. <laughs> it's it's quite big in the news of people I've saying, noticed. Yes, that has yeah, it made it all the way over there. <laughs> and so it's so funny you were talking about, you know, what does accountability need? And when I, uh, you know, again, was looking for definitions and things, I found this one. Lack of accountability has corroded public respect for business and political leaders. And so I just found that kind of amusing, given the state and the time of the world in which we're currently yes. living. Yeah. And I guess the sad thing there is that very often the, the culprits, if you want to call them a culprit or whatever, mm. um, is that they lack the insight to see yeah. how their lack of accountability has corroded that trust and respect mm. and what that could potentially lead to. Well, if you're in a political arena, it could mean you're out. 
Yep. Uh, yep. If you're in the business of something, um, that could mean that your business craters because why would people stay around to work for you uh, if yeah. – they don't have that sense of trust and respect for who you are, what you stand for, and what your business is trying to achieve. So I think, you know, we have to sort of be careful about, well, it goes back again to, to how we project ourselves and how we are perceived by others. And I think yeah. for many, uh, and I'm talking here more about middle management rather than senior yep. management. Yeah. I think managers especially are finding it really tough at the moment because I think they're being treated like the meat in the sandwich. They've got the the powers that be up top uh, yeah. saying what their expectations are. Mm. They've got people in their teams who are saying, well, we'd like this and we want that and we want the other. And they're not always capable of satisfying both sides of, mm-hmm. of that that sandwich because um, if they do everything that their their leaders would like them to do then the employees or the team members are not going to be very happy and if they look after the team members more then the <laughs> leader might be saying well yes we asked you to do so I think helping middle management especially with the accountability piece is mm. critical and I and I what I see a lot of is people in middle management positions who have not received the training or the support on how to keep others accountable so mm-hmm. that, for example, if you've got somebody who's been promoted to a managerial level and they go in, they're all accepted, I know, for what this, this might promise, and they go in and they discover very quickly that the culture is a little bit unsavory, shall we call it that? And they're surrounded by people who are not bad people. They're quite nice people, but, you know, they're lazy or they're incompetent. They don't do what they're asked to do or Mm. they fib about what they are doing or not Mm -hmm. doing and they don't take ownership for any mistakes. Oh, it wasn't me. It must have been somebody else. Or, no, I wasn't around when that happened when it was clear that they were. Mm -hmm. Helping middle management to have the strategies on building accountability into that culture is going to be the critical piece for them moving forward to help everybody stay more buoyant and to to create that more thriving culture Um, because otherwise it it all goes to custard really quickly. (laughs) I love that phrase. It's definitely (laughs) just not a a Canadian phrase, but I love it. Um, it's really, so I think that's so interesting that you say that. And I was reminded of the, uh, like the account, well, it's a bit about the mindset stuff that we've talked about before, yes. right? Yes. The kind yeah. of victim mindset, I'm powerless versus, um, being accountable. I'm powerful. And there's like, um, uh, I found this accountability ladder when I was speaking to my teenage daughter about homework, uh, from, uh, Bruce Gordon. I love or that. I guess, yeah. And it's kind of, and it was, it was in the homework context. So I'll use that, but you know, I think it fits in a work context. So uh, mm-hmm. someone says to the child, you know, what about, what about the homework that's due tomorrow? And the it's, you know, what homework? So that's like, oh my gosh, you're aware of something. <laughs> the second rung is, um, well, the teacher wasn't clear. So blaming someone else, right? The third mm-hmm. step is I can't do it now. So that's excuses. Uh, the fourth is hope, which is, oh, maybe it'll be fine. 
<laughs> and so this is kind of in that powerless victim mindset that we were, you know, when we talked about Dan Diamond, then you yeah. move into being accountable. And when you're accountable, this is where power comes from, right? So what can yeah. I do? So then you've got to acknowledge your reality, which is I should have done it. Uh, you need to own it, which is, yeah, actually, I need to take care of it. You need to find a solution. So actually, it's the night before. I've still got time. And then making it happen, right? So what are you in charge of? (laughs) And I'm on it. I'm going to do it, right? And I love that idea that in any situation and how you described it, you know, as the middle, if you're coming into a culture where people aren't accountable, you can't just turn it on. You know, so many of these things, and I think some of the initiatives that I've heard of or that I've seen that just don't work because you come in with a different mindset and you just want people to just turn the page and you're not supporting them to go up the ladder or climb the stairs or however you want to phrase it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that that's, that's a really powerful kind of steps, conversations, tools, actions, yeah. whatever you want it to be, to be yeah. able to, to move away from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That powerlessness that we can often feel in organizations where maybe you are the in a sandwich or you're at the very perceived bottom <laughs> I, I love that ladder I remember that because it was yeah. and it when I discovered it it was literally about homework and so it was it was the perfect example and you know what my daughter ended up sucking it up and doing it in the end and and man did she feel better so instead of this kind of crazy homework conversation which we definitely started out having <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but it's, you got to use curiosity. You've got to ask questions. You can't force someone up those steps, no. right? Like anything, you have to kind of encourage them to, to talk it out. And they might have to have those, like, uh, you know, mm. letting their chimp brain have a little <laughs> before they can move ahead. But I really like that. So uh, how do you think we can help our listeners to, to raise accountability maybe for themselves or maybe in in the work situation what do you think will be the first step on that ladder to to start because I, I totally get you cannot expect people just to suddenly become accountable when they've never had <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think the first step should be so I think in the first is you know listening so what are the words people are using and where where are they on you know the ladder or on the scale of this right so if you start hearing people blaming others um saying they didn't know things again those kind of that the victim language um there's nothing i could do about it um i'm so stressed but it'll be fine you know those kinds of things so what is the language that's happening so that you can gauge where people are sure. that would be my my first step and then yes. i think again so start asking questions right you're not you don't tell people, well, I don't care, just do it, right? Um, so start asking them the questions so that they can go through that movement themselves. And then as, I guess it's for me, as soon as they move into that accountability piece, that's when the engine fires up. And actually, once as soon as they're aware of what they can do, um, then they start doing, right? And there's... Um, Oh, I want to say Stephen R. Covey has the circles of responsibility. Is that, does that ring a bell? So you've got kind of what you can control, what you can influence and, um, 
and then what you can't. So things like, you know, are you in control of the situation? Yes, I can do this. I can't control it, but I can influence it. So maybe you're writing the report that someone's going to take to the board meeting, right? Um, you are not going to the board meeting, but you can write the, help the report. So you're influencing that. Um, yeah. What can't you control? The weather. <laughs> Uh, whether the bus is running on time, you know, things like that. So at any point you can figure out where you are or help people to figure out where they are. And then as soon as they see, right, I can't control the weather, but I can control whether I take an umbrella with me. I can control what clothing I'm wearing. I can, so there, you can always bring yourself back into a place of control. And I think that's part of accountability in this. Yeah. Um, yep in this conversation. How about you? What else would you, what else would you uh, recommend they do? From there, I think, especially in the group situation, I think it would be good to have everybody together to say, well, you know, thank you for sharing. And, and, you know, everybody's got a better sense of where everybody is at and stuff, but I think then it's time to bring everybody together and and to agree on what needs to be changed mm. to, or improve yeah. and once you've got buy-in and understanding or and commitment from everybody because everybody wants the same thing then um you can start sort of saying okay well how are we going to go about this and then starting to divvy out the responsibilities Love i was it. reading somewhere that apple have um something called a dri and a DRI is the direct uh, responsible person or something. That might be that would be DRP, wouldn't it? But anyway, <laughs> individual, maybe? Individual, individual. There we go. There you go. Say resolved it. I words. <laughs> individual. So that if you are in a team situation and there are lots of different um, items that have to be addressed, you mm. can have a DRI for each one of those and everybody knows who the DRI person is. Nice. And if that automatically raises their accountability because everybody knows who the DRI is in that particular area. And so it, it takes the stress away from the others because they know that's the person who's responsible for it, but they've also got their own ownership yeah. I think when you take ownership of your commitment yeah. um, and you know that others are holding you accountable, it that's the motivation we often need that's to the magic, isn't it? Ah, yes. so so maybe the key to this accountability that we were that we ourselves have struggled with from time to time <laughs> yeah. is yeah, is that ownership piece and accountability that they kind of come together. Uh, yes. Oh, I like that. I like that. Mm. So we'd love to know, um, how do you stay accountable? Are you accountable? Um, do you need accountability buddies? Um, have you got some some good tips or tricks to um, help you in your accountability or to help teams become more accountable? Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely, we would. So if you've got your own story or experience or ideas, Please share away because the more we share, the more we all learn. And then we can try out your ideas as well. Absolutely. So I guess we'll see everybody here next time. Thank you so much for being with us on Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Bye-bye for now. Bye. 
Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. And you can always get involved in the well-being conversation at all of our social links in the show notes. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, and thrive in whatever you do. Thank you.